Welcome to the Gospel Revealed Podcast. My name is Michael, your host and teacher. The Gospel Revealed Podcast is the place where we inspire you to study the Bible, live the Christian life according to the Gospel. Here at the Gospel Revealed Podcast, we teach topics that are essential to the Christian faith that helps you to grow in your faith to live a holy and fruitful life. Today, we're going to be looking at a one-off topic for the new year. We're going to share a message called the Gospel-Empowered Life. This is to set you up for 2022. So let's go over to the message. Hey friends, it's the new year and a lot of us set New Year's resolutions. We want to develop ourselves. We want to improve our lives from the previous year. And you know, we tend to focus on ourselves and that's not a bad thing in a way. But what I want to share is something that focuses on a person, but also you don't need to try it empowers you. Today, my short message is the gospel empowered life. So what I want to do is I want to look at two things in the gospel empowered life. The first thing is godliness and holiness and good works. So let me read from the key verse for the first point for godliness. It comes from Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life and I live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, in this verse, there are paradoxes. There are contradictions. Here, Paul is saying that those who are crucified are alive. He's basically saying those who are dead are alive. It's a contradiction. You see, when you're crucified, it speaks of death. Jesus Christ is the one who was crucified, dead and buried. And so when you're crucified, you are dead. But what are you dead to? Well, you are dead to sin. Jesus died for our sins. So you are dead to sin and you are dead to the world system. You see, dead people are not influenced by anything around them. Dead people cannot see, hear or be influenced by anything. They are just dead. And so the same is true for those who are in Christ. You have been crucified with Christ. You are dead to sin. But then it says, the life I now live. You see, God will raise you from the dead, from the place of darkness into his glorious light. And that's what we call the new birth. This is where you become born again. The Holy Spirit will awaken you and he will bring you, will draw you to God. And so those who are dead to sin, those who are dead to the world system are alive to please God. We are alive to please God. 
And so that's what Paul is saying here. So those who are crucified are dead, but then alive. Here's a verse from 1 Peter 2.24 that puts it well. It says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Christ is the one who saves us. Christ died on that tree so that you and I will have eternal life. We have the new birth. You see, God raised him from the dead on the third day. And so when we come to Christ, we are alive. We've been raised from the dead and we live a life to please God. When we become born again, the most incredible thing will happen to us. God, the eternal God, will come and live inside of us to empower us, to live through us. Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. He was speaking about his own spirit. And that's the beauty of the gospel. And this is how the gospel empowers us to live the godly life. And so to be specific, Paul says, I live by faith. So how do you live the Christian life? How do you live your life for this new year, for 2022? Live a life of faith. He said, the life I now live, I live by faith. Not of self-righteousness, not the human ingenuity, but faith. You see, the people... Paul was writing this letter to the Galatians where people who trusted in Jesus. As a result, they were saved. They had the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians um, chapter 5, verse 21 says that he who knew no sin became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This righteousness can only come through Jesus, putting your faith in Jesus. God accepts you. Your position is right standing with God. That's never going to change. But then we're supposed to continue in righteousness. And these people, Paul, we are writing to, they were folks who started in righteousness, but then now they are continuing in the works of the law. And you know, that's a default position for every human being. We just want to show and do things by works. And modern Christians do this all the time. We get saved, we put our faith in Jesus, but we don't continue in faith. We continue in works. We try with our own effort to live the Christian life, to be godly. We separate ourselves from the gospel. You see, we should start in the gospel because it's the gospel that only saves the good news of the gospel. Not an advice, but the good news of the gospel. That those who are helpless, who are slave to sin, who are in bondage to the kingdom of darkness and the devil can only be delivered by the power of God himself. And so it is God also that will help you on through this journey. So you don't try even though you should continue on to fight sin, as Romans 8.13 tells us, 
But you can only do this through the power of the Holy Spirit, being empowered by the gospel. And that's the beauty of this thing. So you live a life of faith. But what's the motivation? Paul tells us, he said, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That is the greatest motivation for you and I to live a godly life, to live a holy life. We have been delivered from a place of darkness. But listen to this. It says, I put my faith, I live my faith, I live my life by faith in the Son of God who loved me. You see, the Father loved and he gave his only Son, Jesus. But Jesus also, from a pure heart, from a place of love, willingly laid down his life so that he will pick it up again and he will give us eternal life. Not something he did um, with grudge. He did it with love. And so that's the motivation you and I should continue on with. You and I should live a godly life because we have been loved. So from a place of love, we are able to please the one who loved us so much. And that's the beauty of the gospel. That's how we get empowered by the gospel. So how do you live this life? It's kind of vague, maybe what I've said. Well, Jesus gives us a perfect illustration to how we can live this life daily, being empowered by the gospel. Remember, in John 15, Jesus says, I am the true vine, you are the branches. And here's the illustration that the branches cannot produce fruits without being attached to the vine. It's impossible. We need to be attached to Jesus. And so, in other words, what he is saying is that we need to continue on in relationship. We should be in relationship with the eternal God. And as we do that, we produce fruit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And so from a place of relationship, our lives are transformed and we become like what God wants us to be like from a place of relationship. You don't try. You see, if you struggle to forgive, if you know that God loves you and you're in deep relationship, intimate relationship, you know that when you're in a relationship with someone, for instance, if we take a marriage relationship, you love that person so much, you know them that you please them not because you have to, not because of the rules that are involved in marriage. It's because that you love them. You don't love your wife. You, you don't be in a relationship with your wife because, um, for instance, the laws that comes with marriage is like maybe people need to do the dishes and to do certain things, pay bills and all the rest of it. You don't look to those things. You look to the person because you love them and you do those things because you love them. And that's how we operate with God. We don't separate God's laws from himself and his commands. We love God and from a place of love, we want to please God. And so that's how you're empowered by the Holy Spirit to do these things and God will help you. And I pray that you will grasp this, what I'm sharing to you today for 2022. This is a life... I believe that we should live to be empowered.
by the gospel, through the Holy Spirit. You see, relationship with God is the key to godliness and holiness. It fuels your change. Intimate love and knowledge of God shapes you. You please God because he loves you and you love him and you want to please God. And that's the awesome truth about the gospel. So we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to live a godly life and a holy life. And secondly, we are empowered by the gospel to do good works. Yes, that's right. You see, the foundation of your faith, the foundation of your righteousness is grace, is faith in Jesus. But your fruit of salvation should be good works. Another fruit is what we just mentioned, godliness and holiness. This is how you know that you are a believer. This is how you know that you are saved. Good works is crucial, is important to our faith. It is the fruit of our salvation. The book of James put it well for us. I'm going to read James 2 verses 14 to 17. He says, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith, but does not have works, can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. You see, if there is no faith, if there is no good works, sorry, your faith is dead. And here James is telling us that we should do good works. And you see the example I've just read in those verses, you ask yourself a question. Are you that person? Do you show love to people? Do you show compassion to people? Because genuine faith should have the fruit of love and compassion. We should do good works to another fellow human being. And that's my encouragement that this year, you want to live a godly and holy life, but you want to do good works. And it's important to our faith. And if you're an hypocrite, you don't do good works, you are not compassionate, you don't love people, then examine yourself, search yourself. If it's something that you, maybe you don't know or you take it lightly, well, I'm telling you now, it's very important for our salvation to even test yourself that you are actually saved. Here's a perfect example of people who are empowered through the gospel to do good works. You find this account in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, where the Macedonian churches gave generously to the poor Christians in Jerusalem. These people were in extreme poverty. They have been ravaged by many wars, but yet still they passionately, willingly gave generously to the poor people, the poor Christians in Jerusalem. And Paul was really blown away by it all. But where did they get all of this? Well, it says in the verses that they gave themselves first to the Lord. You see, that's the key. They gave themselves first to the Lord. They know God. They grasp the riches and glory of 
Christ. And Paul confirms it that in verse 8 9, 2 Corinthians 8 9, that the one Christ, though he was rich, he became poor for us so that we might become rich in him. And here he confirms that Jesus is the Lord of glory, the King of kings, the eternal one. He left heaven. He became incarnate, born into a poor family, lived a poor life, and then died a criminal's death so that you and I will be spiritually rich, but then also will become co-heirs with Christ and we have the kingdom of God. That's incredible because of Christ. And so when you grasp that reality that everything that God has is yours and the coming kingdom... (laughs) Everything belongs to you. You will give generously. You will love people. You will do good works. And it's awesome. They give themselves first to the Lord. And the gospel empowers them to do good works. Just to tell you how really important this is. It's actually a way Jesus on the day of judgment is going to identify who are true believers by good works. I'm going to read from the famous parable of the sheep and the goats. It's also an end time um, parable. I'm going to read verses 31 to 41, Matthew 25. It says, when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those in his right, Come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty. And you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you come to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. These are really strong words by Jesus himself that at the end of age, he will identify true believers by those who did good works. And here God is saying that I can relate to poor people, but we are being called to be the light of the world. We have been called to be the hands and feet of Jesus, God's ambassadors, representatives. And if we have been touched by this love, We will do good works. And you see here, it's going to separate the sheep and the goats. So there are two types of people in this world and in the church. Those who are the sheep 
that follows the shepherd, our great shepherd Jesus. And those are the goats. You've got ones who are fake believers, but then you've got the ones who are unbelievers. And here Jesus gives the damning verdict that those who are not saved will go to hell. And that's serious. And so if you don't know him, you want to put your faith in him. You want to trust in him. And so this 2022, I say to you, be empowered by the gospel, by the Holy Spirit, to live a godly life, a holy life, and to do good works. Why? Because God's ultimate will for your life is for you to be like Jesus. It tells us that in Romans 8, that we are to be confirmed to the image of his son because we have been prepared to go into his kingdom, his coming kingdom. That's what we've been called to. And so you don't need to try by your own efforts, but be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And if you take this principle and you live by them, then all things will come together in your lives. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't go and live a life where you don't do other things. But this is a great principle that I live by. And if you do these things, trusting in God, put your faith in him, you will be transformed. And so live a life empowered by God, empowered by the gospel. Thanks, guys. Bye. Till the next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you find it helpful. If you want to study further, I recommend the ESV Study Bible. Also, you can read through the book of Galatians. Please subscribe for more podcasts and leave us a review. If you have any questions, please email the Gospel Revealed Podcast at gmail.com. That is the Gospel Revealed Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you and bye.